welcome back to education, honestly. So I'm going to go to a topic that I've touched on in a couple of the previous podcasts about new teachers and their burnout. And I know it's not so dissimilar from a podcast a couple of weeks ago about just general teacher burnout, but it's on the forefront of my mind right now because I spoke to a teacher friend who was talking about a teacher who left basically at the end of the day and is not coming back. Like it's just very clear that this new only third year teacher is totally done and they're never ever going to come back to the profession. It's not for them. It's not what they, I don't know. I don't, I don't know this person. It's not what they expected. It's not what they were hoping for. It's not, it's just something's not there for them. And that's awful. When you go to school to become in a selected profession, you think you're going to be there forever. And you think that this is your, your life goals. And when life doesn't turn out that way, that's got to be gutting on so many levels. So I recognize that being a teacher is hard. Um, it's not, when you see sort of those really cute poems about how a teacher's a psychologist and a social worker and a nurse and a surrogate parent and all these other things that are words that are used to describe what is teaching. And I'm sure 50 years ago and is now, although people are probably more vocal, it's hard. Uh, it's not also innate for everybody. Um, the emotional toll that being a caregiver and especially for dealing with small people, people don't, teachers don't always going into this profession realize the expectation of giving to somebody else, the, regardless of how hard you try, lack of personal space or of time or just your blood, sweat and tears. Um, and that sounds really dramatic, but blood because you've gotten hurt or somebody scratched us and you literally have blood for your job. You've sweated out because of a nervous situation or you've been standing outside for way too long in the heat. Uh, again, just trying to do that track meet or outside play on a really hot, stinky summer day. And then tears are genuine. Tears of joy for seeing somebody accomplish one of their goals or tears of frustration or sadness or just overwhelmed feelings and I just it, I'm really nervous for the the future of our profession when teachers are leaving especially in the first five years it, it may not actually be statistically in droves but it feels like it oh you've got this great new teacher they're maybe doing a long-term vacational position and then they oh no it wasn't for me I'm working at blank store or in whichever office and they just they realize this isn't their jam and it's like what you spent thousands of dollars going to school to figure out what you wanted in your life and it only took you one year two years three years four years five years because i believe the statistic i did read a while ago was that it was in the first five years that teachers are gone you know i I just it gets me and i can't think of what else to see like where did you go i mean I've got mm, getting closer to 20 years at this job and I think I've just slowly absorbed the changes over time 
But I also think of, oh my goodness, what if tomorrow I had to start all over again and find something else to do? That's terrifying. And not always something I think, I'm not even sure I can manage it. It's not the same to be a teacher today as it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. There is a whole bunch of public knowledge and the mentality of child rearing is different now. The empowering of certain behaviors and sharing of information has changed how we are as teachers. We also just know better about some of the things that for better for education, there's more science and research that is a public expectation that we are aware of and how we are changing things and parenting's different it's we used to very be very stern as parents and teachers and there is we're nowhere near that anymore there's a lot more of a relaxed situation so you're a new teacher who thought they were going to walk into a classroom and smile and say everybody sit down now and open your page to blankety blank or whatever it is going to be oh that sounded like swearing sorry that doesn't exist. You have to build classroom management. You have to build rapport. You have to start building routines. You have to start somewhere. It's not going to be easy by just, you know, raising your hand saying, okay, eyes on me, let's start our day. That's totally unrealistic. It's not helpful. There are more challenges in the sense that, you know, public opinion, like I've touched on before, is loud and sometimes ridiculous and not always well informed but with the you know immersion of immerse emerging immersion of social media there are opinions everywhere and once you start down your own social media of you know say you looked up kittens well, you're going to get everything about kittens for the next 10 days of flooding your social media but that also goes for your job you join a teacher's group you're going to get all of the information and opinions and reels and tiktoks and all of these things about teachers and that's not always nice so i can see how your resilience to that can be beaten down before it has a chance to be even built. There's a lack of funding. That it's, it's not, I feel like the well-funded classroom and the options we had for the time from when, even when I was little, like, you know, when the dinosaurs were on the earth, that that's not what we have anymore. It's cuts, 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 cuts. And fund everything yourself, which again is so daunting, especially for a new teacher who's making peanuts, to have a full and wonderful classroom. It's the expectation that it's going to be Pinterest perfect or Instagram perfect. But who's paying for that? Who's putting the energy into it? And at the end of the day, are you being able to build things from scratch that teachers with 15 years experience have already got in their toolbox for a new teacher? Probably not. So if you're drained, how are you going to stay? Uh, I'm looking at my notes again. They're keeping me sane today. Um, by the way, the teacher's college as well of what a classroom should be is not realistic to the tools and skills that and um, benefits that you're given to a real classroom. There, it's, it's, it's a major discrepancy. And to be honest, what you're taught in teacher's college is not realistic to 
everything that you're going to need to be able to function fully in teacher's college or in a real classroom. It's not as preparing as you think it is. Then there's that whole long-term occasional, supply teacher, part-time, full-time. Well, in order to maintain a life as a teacher, you need some job security. The, there was a push this past six months for my own school board to finally permanently hire some teachers. It hadn't occurred to me for a while, you know, so that's my own ignorance, that there were people being hired at the slowest rate probably in my career. And it's just a, a guess what that is. So if you aren't certain how you're going to pay your rent because people aren't being permanently hired, why would you stay? Insecurity breeds anxiety. And so why would you stay in teaching if you can't figure out where your next meal is coming from or how you're going to pay off teacher's college or your undergrad and your car and your rental? And why would you stay for something that doesn't really welcome you, at least in the basic life needs of for life? And the cost of living is exorbitant. Uh, like it's gone up extremely so most new teachers I know are living with their parents and I know I wanted to be out of my home as soon as humanly possible when I was younger I can only imagine how people in their mid to late 30s are feeling still living at home because they don't have a steady income um I did touch briefly on the funding your own classroom without having the money that's yeah and because we have the social media of what perfection should look like, how do you put your brain around all of these obstacles when you don't have the tools to set you up? So I'm just, I'm reflecting today on how hard it is to be a new teacher. And I'd like to think that those of us who have been teaching for a while are as supportive and helpful with people as we possibly can. But I also understand where people are just saying, nope, not for me. I don't want to stay in uncertainty or negativity or something that expects more of me than I should ever have to give because you're not f going to work at a corporate company and saying, oh, here, let me put a thousand, two thousand dollars worth of my money to get this new space started because that's just an unspoken expectation. It's, it's, it's brutal and I get it. But it's worth being a teacher for those of you who are on the edge. Ask for help. There, there are those of us who are out there who will do everything you can to help. But just ask because we can't read your mind. And there's no shame in asking for help too. You can do this. But I also understand if you don't want to. There's no judgment here for that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Education Honestly. Till next time. Don't forget to follow my mom. Instagram at Education Honestly and Education Honestly on Facebook. Lastly, our email is Education Honestly Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for calling.